0: Welcome to CarePod, a safe place to educate, inspire, and renew the caregiver. Listen in with our host, Dr. Kibley Bell, as she interviews different experts along the caregiving journey. So I am here with Dr. Beth Watt dentist. She has been in dentistry for 22 years. So awesome. Glad to have you with us here in the care pod. Welcome, Dr. Watt. Thank you very much for having me. Yes. So I tapped Dr. Watt because, you know, we see so many patients along the aging continuum that have various degrees of need in terms of their dental health. And I wanted her to Give us her expertise along, you know, patterns, pearls, pitfalls that she has seen over the years in the ways in which we can appropriately care for our teeth, both now and as we get older to prevent uh, further need for dentures, implants, the like. So if you can kind of break that down for us. Okay.
1: Um, I think the number one of the number one problems that I see with my Aging population is that they have medication induced dry mouth. And little do you know that spit is very important. It is very protective for our teeth and for our overall health. And to have medicines cause the dry mouth, it puts our patients at a big disadvantage to gum disease and cavities. So, with a dry mouth, sometimes people develop habits that they don't even realize they've developed. They uh, suck on mints, they uh, sip tea or other sugary drinks, and these habits directly impact cavities. They are the cause of cavities, our diet. What I encourage patients to do who find themselves with dry mouth, either from medicine or a medical condition or even CPAPs cause dry mouth, I encourage them to stick to water between meals And uh, enjoy tea and coffee, but just during meals, sipping is a very dangerous habit for your teeth. And uh, regular dental visits, obviously, to control gum disease. And I think we call it the three, where we brush, floss, and rinse um, are all very important for your oral health.
0: Yeah, so tell me about the whole, you know, so we have the medic- medication induced dry mouth we have autoimmune diseases yes. that patients are on that can contribute to this so what's your take on prescribed meds for dry mouth versus supportive care in worst cases you know patients that have severe circumstances where even the standard recommendations are not helpful
1: there are medications to help with increasing your your saliva But all medicines come with other side effects. So you have to look at the pluses and minuses. Uh, My opinion as a dentist is the first thing you should start with is drinking more water. I think a lot of people are walking around dehydrated and they don't know it. Another thing that I encourage people to do is chew sugar-free gum. Uh, Sugar-free gum actually stimulates salivary flow. To also look at your diet. Sometimes we eat foods and drink things that actually cause us to become dehydrated, like caffeine, excessive caffeine can actually, you know, result in people going to the bathroom more frequently and losing fluid. Those are the, the top three that I would recommend.
0: Interesting. So tell us about the flossing. You know, we've, we've read studies that flossing is good for cardiovascular health and, and dental health in tandem. Any floss that you recommend? Frequency of flossing? Tell us about you know your recommendations there.
1: Well, that's a very interesting thing. Flossing can be very difficult with for people that have limited mobility with their hands for you know whatever reason. There's all kinds of floss aids. There's uh, floss threaders and these devices that make it easier. If you go to the dental section in a pharmacy, there's all kinds of floss aids. We recommend flossing once a day. There's a number of flosses. You know, I think whatever works best for you, it's a trial and error kind of thing. But generally the dentist uh, can give you samples. I like, I personally like the floss
0: called Glide, G-L-I-D-E. It's very thin. It's easy to use. It doesn't tear or rip. Nice. So I want to back up a little bit, I ask all my guests their why, you know, what prompted your interest in dentistry, you know, what keeps you going and motivated even now, decades later in practice, in terms of your enthusiasm for the field?
1: I'll be honest, I kind of fell into dentistry, it wasn't something that I grew up knowing that I was going to do. But it's it fits my personality very well. It's very uh, procedure oriented. It's a very social profession. I enjoy my, what I enjoy most about the profession is catching up with my patients and talking to them about, you know, their children and grandchildren and their trips. It's I get to experience life for years with them. It's that relationship is is what I really enjoy most about my job.
0: Nice, nice. So, can you explain the different options for older patients? You know, in terms of you know, I I, I had an older patient the other day ask, is it inevitable that every older person will lose their teeth and you know, trend towards denture placement or implants? And what is your Offering or feedback for patients that you know might not have access to care and so want to lean on uh, dental schools for dental health and implants and periodontal procedures that way to, to try that avenue.
1: My first piece of advice is routine health care and home care. I think that is a prevention. In my perspective, is the most important thing. I have a lot of patients in their 90s that have, you know, most of their teeth. So when I hear people say that it's part of aging, there are medical conditions, unfortunately, that can can contribute to tooth loss. But it's not definite. If you take care of yourself and seek routine dental care, whether that be at a a clinic setting like a dental school, which you I have to say, I feel like you do receive good care. You have at the dental school there are hygiene programs in our area that look for patients to clean their teeth at a much less expensive cost. They take x-rays and clean their teeth and they are they are there as patients to to be learned on, but there's always supervision. And so that would be a less expensive option, a dental school Also a less expensive option. The trade-off is time. Usually in those settings, for less expensive care you are, it's taking a lot more time. But I think we should empower ourselves, watch our diets, and brush frequently, you know, not develop bad habits like we talked about earlier,
0: like sucking on
1: candy and sucking on mints.
0: Absolutely. What what is your ultimate dietary no-no? across the ages
1: what i see most people mistake is that they sip on drinks all day you know people talk about drinking coffee all day because they need the caffeine which i understand i get tired mid-afternoon but it's a matter of drinking it not over a long period of time just have your coffee drink it and uh, move on and then also after you have something like that you know rinsing your
0: mouth with some water I think that is the number one mistake, is the snacking and sipping. And that's interesting to me. So this kind of sipping concept, uh, is that because, you know, it's a cumulative effect of minute staining and stay in the mouth over the day versus the one shot, if you will? It's every time you drink or
1: eat something that has sugar and acid, it takes a certain amount of time for your mouth to recover from that. And if you're constantly exposing your teeth to sugar and acid, you're, you don't rebound. Mm. So your mouth doesn't have a chance to recover from that. So that that's why it's important not to basically soak your
0: teeth. Yeah. um, Very good. Yeah. Uh, and tell me about toothpaste, you know, where there's so many options. You know, soda, gel, you know, whitening.
1: Yes. I usually tell my patients that don't have significant uh, issues to use plain Jane, Crest, those types of toothpaste. For patients that have a, that develop cavities very quickly, there is a high fluoride toothpaste. And then for patients that have dry mouth, there is a toothpaste called bioteam, which is to help kind of moisten the mouth. Dry mouth is... um. don't know you have it until it's extreme so people could um, be walking around with dry mouth like just a light dry mouth and they're at higher risk to like what I discussed a gum disease and cavities and they don't even know it so these dry mouth products really help as a preventative product
0: okay and lastly tell me dentures versus implants? At what stage d- does the person even have an option uh, versus a, you know, a full inserted device versus, you know, a frontal right. implant, etc.? That is something
1: that has to be evaluated by each person, each each patient, because if a patient has had tooth loss for a long time or they have significant health issues, they're not candidates for implants the the best the best thing obviously is to keep your teeth yeah if that doesn't (laughs) yeah but if that doesn't happen implants are gold standard for tooth replacement and then dentures and partials dentures and partials for some people it's it's their only option and the only way to determine that is you know to go in and see a provider and, and be evaluated
0: Now, are the implants indefinite or is there a time when they have to be replaced as well? Like if if a person has had them as a younger old, if you will, you know, 60s or so, and then later on in life.
1: Uh, I tell patients that nothing is 100%, but implants have the highest success rates of any, any option that we can provide for a patient, whether it be root canals and crowns and patients with implants. I personally have implants and they've been in for over 20 years without nice. a problem. Nice. So, but I say that people do crazy stuff and they can't, you can lose an implant. I don't want to say it's, it's uh
0: Impossible. Right. 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 It's not bulletproof. Right. Bulletproof, I should say. Uh, And the ways in which, you know, we've we've all grown up with these images of, you know, the dentures in a cup and so forth. How are the dentures cared for and preserved these days?
1: You know, that hasn't changed, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, We have products that uh, patients use. You soak your plates in overnight. You brush them, take them out, brush them. Rinse them, and then you soak them overnight. It's important not to sleep in your dentures or partials. To give your, I always tell patients, it's like sleeping with your socks on. I guess some people sleep with their socks on, but it's a good idea <laughs> to give your, you know, your mouth a break. Yeah. Um, and so we don't recommend sleeping in your plates, but you know, cleaning them regularly, just just like you brush your teeth, brush your plates. Uh, and they have their special cleansers to brush your place with and special toothbrushes that obviously that are bigger and cover more surface area so that you can get those, get those nice and
0: clean. Nice. And are they soaked in water or is there a specific, you know, do they avoid mouthwash for staining or?
1: Um, You want to soak them. There's a special denture, denture cleanser that Mm -hmm. you can get at at the pharmacy or your grocery store. That's what I would use Mm -hmm. instead of just water.
0: So, tell us about the frontiers of dentistry. Anything new and exciting in terms of d- development in the field?
1: Well, I mean, we're seeing a lot of changes with with orthodontics. Um, there's some um, braces. They're not the typical braces that you know that we grew up with. We're doing more of the clear braces. There's a lot of changes with um, implant dentistry as far as things we can, how we can provide
0: replacements for patients.
1: I would say those are the two most exciting places. And the the type
0: of uh, material use I've noticed has changed from your traditional cavity uh, for safety, correct?
1: We don't place, in our practice, we don't place the silver fillings anymore. And some of that is environmental for environmental reasons because the the old silver fillings have a small amount of mercury in them. We have gone to the all resin
0: or tooth colored fillings. Nice. Anything else that I might not have asked that you'd like to share with us? I think we've we've done a pretty good job covering stuff. You know, (laughs) uh,
1: yeah, dentistry is, if you have a wonderful relationship with your dentist, I think that they can take care of you. The mouth is an indicator of like your overall health just like your eyes, your teeth, they're very important for speech and social and enjoying life. And so, you know, I encourage everyone to take care of them as best they can, you know,
0: enjoy life. Yes, well, I'm so thankful that you took the time, Dr. Watt, to share your expertise with us at The Care Pod. And let us know, so this is an international podcast. Uh, Dr. Watt is located in New Jersey. So for our New Jersey listeners, uh, please let us know where you practice, how one can schedule with you, etc.
1: I uh, practice in a small town in southern Jersey, Medford, New Jersey at Simply Beautiful Smiles. It's a group practice, and we have all the special t- specialists in the practice, uh, which is a nice
0: thing for our patients. Nice. And tell us how one can get to, to uh, Simply Beautiful Smiles.
1: We have our office number is uh 609-953-7123 it's a direct number also you could just look up simply beautiful smiles we have multiple you know office locations if there's one that's closer to you we you know are all over the state and expanding
0: awesome awesome well thanks so much again i really appreciate your time and your expertise and uh, you know, bringing us up to speed on what we need to be doing. No sipping, no sipping. No (laughs) sipping. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Great information right from the source. For more information on how to care give like a boss, check out impactfulcaregiving.com. Want to be a guest on the show? Contact us at carepod at impactfulcaregiving.com.